You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views and the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and The Driven websites. It is brought to you by Solaray Energy, designing and installing solar and storage solutions so you can run your electric vehicle the smart way on solar. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of The Driven Podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of The Driven and also of its associated titles, Renew Economy and One Step Off the Grid. Well, we're starting to hear a lot more about electric vehicles from government and government agencies now. Um, We've had a future fuel strategy, which kind of touched on electric vehicles, but we're hearing a lot more from various state governments about rebates and stamp duty exemptions and also efforts on rolling out the charging infrastructure, which will be very much needed as we accelerate our shift to electric vehicles. And one of the key announcements of uh, just of late has been an arena-funded effort, $24 million, going to help five different companies, I think it is, to roll out a whole series of fast-charging stations around the country and in various parts of the country. And one of those companies is um, Angie, which is the largest French, well, sorry, it's the largest independent power producer in the world and is probably better known to most people in Australia as the owner of the Hazelwood Brown Coal Generator, which closed in late 2016. But now it's pushing forward into the energy transition and it's got its eye on electric vehicles um, in particular and to here, why today? Um, we're joined by Greg Schumann, the um, ONG's um, Head of Green Mobility in Australia. Greg, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, so thank you for, for having me, Charles. Look, it's a fascinating story about um, ONG. We'll get into the fast charging station, but just briefly, just tell us about what's the sort of the journey that um, ONG has been on. Um, I remember actually being back in the Paris Climate Conference and your then newly appointed and now former chief executive, I can't remember her name now, was talking about sort of uh, the, um, um, what was her name? I just Isabel. Isabel. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And she, she'd just been appointed and um, she declared that um, she was going to be getting out of coal. And um, the big question then was, um, well, what does that mean for Hazelwood? And of course, ultimately and rather quickly, actually, it meant the closure of Hazelwood. But um, Angie is... It's a huge company. Just tell us what's been happening over the last five years. Yeah, look, uh, as you say, over, over the last uh, you know, five years um, under Isabel and, and then, you know, with her departure, NG has um, really, you know, walked the talk on the whole decarbonisation um, sort of uh, pathway, um, you know, ha- having pretty much halved its footprint for a company that large, you know, is no sort of, um, you know, mean feat. And, uh and that means, you know, closing or selling off its coal-fired power stations globally. Um, it means also, you know, the LNG business it, uh, that it had, it also sold off as well. And then it, it, it put a lot of that, you know, that money into, into um, building, you know, renewable energy, you know, the you know, solar farms, wind farms, um, you know, I think they've got a, a target of adding like nine gigawatts a year um, so it's 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 a really impressive, or maybe sorry, nine over three years or so. But it's 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 a really impressive um, um, undertaking. 
And of course, what we've seen with these big transition strategies is not just about changing the um, you know, the colour of the large-scale generation. It's also about what we now sort of come to talk about behind-the-meter possibilities. So Onji has retailers, I suppose, in most countries. In Australia, it is simply energy. Um, having a retailer now means engaging with your consumer and sort of trying to anticipate or sort of you know, work with what their preferences are going to be. So that's going to be... It's going to be about rooftop solar, it's going to be about battery storage, it's going to be about electric vehicles too, I presume. That's right. I mean, and, and we're working behind the scenes to how all of that um, ultimately integrates. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, I think, you know, you, you would know that um, EVs in particular have a great ability longer term to, to, to balance, help balance the grid. Um, especially when they become, you know, um, um, bidirectional uh, or V to G is the, is the it's called in the, in the team, mm-hmm. you know, in the industry. But uh, while most cars can't do that at the moment, I think that's going to become the majority in the future. And we're certainly looking um, at how all of that goes together with batteries, with solar, and with um, you know supplying energy from the grid. Yeah. Mm. So tell me about this um, EV charging rollout. Why does Simply Energy, um, or, or on G, sorry, um, want to actually roll out charges itself? Um, what, what's the strategy there? Yeah, look, we, you know, as a business, we like to own assets, um, you know, and, uh, um, you know, power assets. And, and, and going, going sort of forward, the, the EV charging is... You know, uh, we we can see to be a, a critical part of that um, because uh, you know, um, we you know with through simply energy we already connect to the home, but people will charge their cars at home, but then they also charge their their vehicles out in the public, um, and that's where this uh, you know the, the arena grant etc. Um, those fast charges comes in, but you know there will also be businesses that will look to, um, you know, uh, electrify their fleets and that. And w- we also want to support that as well. So tell us exactly what we're doing then. I think it's at 103 fast charges, I think based around four major population centres along the East Coast. I think you've got Brisbane, you've got Sydney with um, the Hunter and Wollongong area. You've got Melbourne, Geelong, and you've got Adelaide. Is that, is that kind of... Um... Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, and So it's, uh, it's a good coverage. There's a fair amount of the population of Australia in, in that in that mix well absolutely and and what are you uh, and because you're targeting the major population centers then who's the market is it people traveling from one place to another it's people who live in apartments or homes who don't necessarily have on-site charging um what's the um wh- where are these going to appear and um and and, and who is your market yeah look uh, our what we're looking at is you know i suppose to put it in a way you know in the future you, you won't go out to charge your car you'll charge your car when you're out. So we're, we're very much into, you know, locations for our fast um, charging network that where you've got proximity to local amenities, they're safe and secure, you know. Uh, so, you know, you, you might be out shopping, um, um, doing, uh, you know, or you might be travelling, etc. But, you know, we, we I, I kind of think of it in this way that... Um, you know, if someone asks you, you know, how, how long does it take you to charge your car, you go, well, I don't know. I'm actually doing something else at the time. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Well, it sounds like then that these fast charging stations are going to be located in shopping centres and other similar places. 
yeah, that's 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 what we're you know um, you know yeah both sort of large and and smaller sort of shopping centres and uh, um, and you know some you know some sort of uh, some highway sort of destinations where where there's you know there's you know a real hub around it so right. it, more where people go normally yeah and, and spend their time. Oh, how about the beach? Or the football? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I live on the Sunshine Coast. That'd be great. <laughs> you know. And and so sort of fast. Yeah, you're linked up with Jet Charge, I think, to roll out this. Um, even so, you're using their equipment. Um, what's going to be the capacity of these charging stations? I mean, will it vary from place to place, or do you have a, it, a do you have a formula? Yeah, look, it will vary, um, but we're probably. Um, we're looking. the The arena requirement was two fifty kilowatt uh, um, charges, so we're we're probably looking at having a, a single with dual connections, hundred hundred twenty kilowatt sort of um, charges, um, which means that they they do at least the arena requirement when um, um, you know when they're connected, when two cars connected. But if one car is only charging at the time, then then the rate is considerably faster. So just to sort of clarify that, so it's going to have one charging station being able to charge with two cars at one time. So the maximum Correct. one car is yeah. going to be able to do is how much? Uh, probably typically 50 to 60 kilowatts. Right, okay. And if there's two uh, cars it, there? Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's two cars. So yes. And one car, it'll be 100 to 120 kilowatts. Right, okay. And, and what's the reference then to the 250 kilowatts that Arena was talking about? Uh, two fifty kilowatt. So oh, two, two times, times fifty. 50 okay, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I said that Fair too enough. quick. Did I? <laughs> okay. No, no, no. And and no, that's okay. So, are you going to be doing multiple stations then? Because one of the interesting things at the moment we've seen things like NRMA stations, charging stations rolled out yeah. in, in New South Wales and similar ones in, in different states. And you often go to a town; it's fantastic. But there's one there, and if it doesn't, <laughs> and if you're lucky, there's no one there, and if you're not lucky, there's somebody else there, and you've got to sit there and wait. Um, so, will you be doing like? multiple stations at a single point or will you just be sort of spreading it around and then adding later yeah we will so each one of our sites you know at least initially will have two charging bays okay but um we'll be obviously looking at that data as it comes in um and as soon as we're we're seeing you know that that a particular charge in a location is um you know is being well utilized and that then you know there'll be a trigger point where we we start to add in more as well, mm-hmm. um, and of course when we put in cabling and and uh, you know connections and switchboards where we can we'll we'll, we'll put in capacity for that future expansion. Right, right, okay. And so, um, what are you thinking about in terms of rating, charging rates? Are you going to have sort of discounts for customers of Simply Energy, or is it going to be is it going to be free? Is it going to be um, what's it going to be? Uh, look, you know, I suppose you know we'll, we'll be matching what what the market is, and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it won't be it won't be free. Uh, um, you know, we we have to pay for the the electricity ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, as well. So, um, but you know, we think it'll be pretty pretty competitive. Okay. Uh, but you know, it'll be it will vary a bit, you know, site site by site because um, of of the different infrastructure requirements for particular sites right. compared to others. Yeah. Uh, have you thought about what you're going to be doing about people who sort of come in, sort of plug in and then kind of camp there and go off to long lunches and don't come back and unplug and things like that? Yeah, look, I, I think we'll, we'll, 
you know, um, I suppose monitor. We're, we're picking locations where we think that, you know, people spend a few hours, but they won't necessarily spend a whole day. Yes. Um, you know, um, and that's, that's you know, I, I think that's important. You know, if you're, if you're picking, a, you know, uh, putting something in a, like a commuter car park where someone goes away for a whole day, then you put something that's a lot slower and, and cheaper. Yeah. Or you put time uh, charges on. Yeah. Or, or you put time right, charges. Yes, yes. You, you, yes. you do. Um, yeah. All sorts of things. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. And so yeah. the first one is going to happen where and when? Uh, look, that's still being worked out. We, we're, we're going through a sort of prioritisation at the moment with our, with our site partners. Um, and, you know, we get to announce that, uh, who they are at the moment. They know who they are, <laughs> but we're just finalising those agreements. Okay. But, uh, look, I, I think you'll, you'll certainly see an NG Charger sort of early early uh, next year, mm-hmm. um, the, the way we're aiming to do things. So. And sort of shopping centres and other places, sort of destination places and things like that. I mean, gosh, you could even do a Bunnings, or maybe people don't spend enough time in Bunnings, or maybe they do. Um um, are, are, are these sort of people interested in this? Are they sort of welcoming this sort of um, proposal? Yeah, look, I, I think that um, there, there is so, you know, when we speak to businesses, there's so many that have got their, their um, you know, they've got a target to go, you know, uh, net zero by a particular date. It might be 2025 or 2030 or whatever. Um, so when you come and say, look, th- this is, this is helping to further, you know, to decarbonize in a sense the community, um, you know, by taking, you know, uh, you know, petrol cars, diesel cars off off the road. They they are very interested in it, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, it, it aligns well with, you know, we've certainly picked um, partners where that type of messaging aligns well with theirs, yeah. Right. Okay. And so you mentioned bi-directional charging before and the ability to feed back into the grid and sort of provide services to the grid and presumably even provide energy to the grid when when it's needed. Now, um, Angie has a portfolio of generation assets in Australia, including renewables and some gas generators. I mean, are you looking to use this particular network as part of this bi-directional capability or, or, or are you thinking something differently there? Yeah, probably thinking something um, differently. Uh, the the, the the fast charging probably lends itself more to to one way, mm-hmm, um, yeah. uh, to you know. But um, when you, when you start to look at uh, fleets and that, you know, staying overnight in a particular spot and that, it, it's great to in a sense look at that whole solar solar shift. You know, taking that solar energy that they might be charging during the day and helping with that that you know new night peak between four and ten etc at night so. so how does andre do, um envisage getting involved in that uh, you know we're i suppose we're, we're looking at a number of projects right one's probably not far off being you know able to be announced but i am sorry i can't do that right oh you right can give us a sneak moment. preview <laughs> no, no, but you know it's the, the one of the challenges with v2g is the amount of vehicles that that have that capability I think many, you know, more do, but it needs to be switched on. Um, but look, I think that, um, you know, I've heard, you know, some of the, the large car makers say that, you know, I think it was Volkswagen by 2025, all their new new ones beyond that will have that capability. And so once there's a lot more vehicles out there doing that, I, I think it's got some really, you know, interesting um, uh, thing because, 
If it becomes, you know, millions of cars with that, that's a lot of little batteries running around, isn't it? Yes, yes, and, and a particular challenge to sort of orchestrate them and harness them at the, at the times when you need it. But um, I guess that would be the challenge of people sort of creating tariffs. So that sounds like then um, Onji might be sort of rolling out to its customers through Simply Energy, um, sort of bi-directional charging sort of units um, that people, that the um, the customers who are EV owners can um, can use at home. Look, I, I uh, the part of business I work in is not actually in Simply Energy, so I, I, I wouldn't like to speak for them. But I'm sure <laughs> that they're considering, you know, all, all possibilities because um, you know they're 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 pretty clever people there. Okay, so when you're talking back to your bosses at um, on G, and um, you're the head of green mobility, and you're telling them we need, we should be doing this um, rollout of this uh, fast charging network. What's the uh, what's the business case here? Oh, look, uh, I think, um, you know, f for us, um, we, we can see, um, you know, because we can take data and that from our businesses in Europe, um, you know, US and et cetera, um, we, we can see, I suppose, see ahead um, what that, um, uh, that utilisation will be um, as Australia sort of catches up um, with its, you know, EV adoption. So that allows us to build pretty sort of, you know, um, solid models of, um, of that. But also, you know, it's a real, you know, for us, the, the partnering with the site owners, you know, to look at, you know, ultimately many things around energy, um, you know, makes sense to us as well. Yeah. So maybe you can give us an insight into what you've done overseas then. If you can't sort of say exactly what's happened, going to happen in Australia, then presumably overseas and in, in some European countries, the take-up of um, electric vehicles is now in sort of double digits as a percentage of new car sales. So it's actually sort of increasing quite rapidly. A lot of countries and a lot of companies are talking about the phase-out of fossil cars, you know, by 2025 yeah. or 2030. Yeah. So what's that starting to look like for the ONG business in those sort of European countries? What, what's the, what's the product well, proposal? Yeah, look, you know, in, in, in the Netherlands, um, uh, which is well ahead of uh, probably the, the leading country in its take-up, um, you know, NG owns probably a, a third of the network uh, there. Mm -hmm. That one's much more an, an AC uh, model, so a, a bit more of a slow-charging model where they've got a lot of street, um, out in the street charging. Okay. Um, probably because uh, there's a lot of people who live in apartments, et cetera, and, mm. and the density piece there, not a lot of, you know, driveways, et cetera, uh, perhaps. Um, so there's a, there's a model there in the whole sort of, um, you know, there, you know, the car parks, you know, um, a lot of car parks have um, EV uh, EV charging in them as well. In the, in the UK, uh, we have a business more in the fast charging, the uh, more like this arena uh, one that's coming out. And, okay. And and again, it's it's around locations where the dwell time, you know, is is half an hour to hour, maybe an hour, you know up to two hours, but that that uh, that allows you you know some good turnover. Right. Well. And, and so how does that sort of dovetail into the rest of the sort of the energy business? Is that is it more of a like an infrastructure investment and like sort of, you know, sort of returns on infrastructure invest, investment and some branding because your name's kind of sort of scattered all the way across the, across the country or is it something more integrated with the actual energy business? Oh, uh, look, it, it's, it's a mix. Um, you know, we're, um, you know, we'll, we'll be do, doing a, a, a bit of both. We're, we're, um, you know, there's sometimes where you go to a site and they've already got a, a long-term agreement, um, you know, an energy agreement, and so you, 
you know, you, you, you just work with them. Um, and other ones where, you know, you can bundle together, um, that's a great opportunity too, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we, we believe we've got a pretty competitive, you know, green PPA in the market. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, and these and these and these charging stations in Australia are going to be powered all by um, 100% renewables, at least the equivalent of it, yep. like sort of through um, yes, um, off-take agreements and and what have you. That's right. That's right, and that's part of the arena requirement um, mm -hmm. for for the, uh, the the funding is um, is that it is um, powered by uh, you know renewable energy. Okay, so these are sort of direct off-take agreements with electric uh, power purchase agreements with. Um, uh, for the electricity from wind and solar farms, and not just from certificates and things like that. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. It'll. I, I suppose it's um, because we have to work with the, you know a number of different partners. Mm. Um, we we work with that so that um, ultimately it all has to be sort of you know, backed by. Yeah, LGCs are alike. So. Okay, then. So um, you talked about Australia sort of catching up with the rest of the world. I mean, how quickly, I mean, how do you see the Australian market now? Do you see it shifting? Do you see it starting to shift? Um, will we catch up? Will we have no choice but to catch up? Um, how do you see it evolving over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, look, uh, um, look uh, it's fair to say Australia's not leading the charge. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly say that. But yeah, if you look at the, the stats, um, uh, you know, w the EV take-up this year is, is probably sitting at about double um, what it was last year. Mm. Um, but, but still, you know, in new car sales, it's, it's probably just a, a bit over you know, 1%, maybe up to 1.5% this year, um, where in, in Europe you're seeing... You know, quite large gains. You know, I think the Netherlands is something up at seventy percent, and the UK I think has jumped to sort of fifteen, twenty, or or so. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I don't think we'll get have the choice anyway longer term, um, because when you listen to what the OEMs, you know, the the car makers are saying, you know, they're all stopping their research into petrol and diesel. Uh, engines and mm -hmm. they're they're flicking uh, you know they're flipping over to you know working on their ev um you know powertrains and and all that so mm -hmm. that's that's certainly coming in a, in a in a big way um and you can see that you know even in australia we're starting to now get some you know some some you know uh, some new models um ones that um you have know, got a bit more range etc um you know and of course tesla coming in has has really assisted um, the market no end sure and what's um how are you going are you driving an ev yourself does the company provide evs for its employees um uh, yeah look uh, I, i'm yeah I'm, I'm driving a um a mitsubishi outlander plug-in hybrid mm -hmm. um which to be honest i i, I drive you know i Typically, you know, especially in uh, this COVID world, I don't travel that far. So, yeah, so it's, all, finding... it's all electric in that <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm finding that I'm, I'm pretty much running it as an electric vehicle. Um, you know, and uh, look, I, I probably average something like 2.5 litres per 100 kilometres, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, in the last sort of uh, few months. So, uh, but look, I, I also have in, in my mind that I'll, I'll not buy uh, you know, my next car will be uh, fully EV. I'll not buy a petrol or diesel because, you know, also if you just, if you didn't believe in it, but you just looked at it commercially, you would say that, you know, the value of those cars going forward will diminish quickly. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 does Angie as a as as a business does it have many EVs in its fleet? Uh, look, I, I think they're they're currently sort of uh, you know reviewing that at the moment and uh, working on that. But I I think with um, what we're bringing out right now, um, I'm sure that that will be looked at quite seriously. Good on you. Well, Greg Schumann from Angie, um, Head of Green Mobility at Angie. Look, thank you very much for joining this um, podcast and um, explaining um, your rollout for the electric um, fast chargers. Well, thank you very much, Charles. Enjoyed the chat. And that was Greg Schumann from Angie. Um, thank you to everyone listening out there. Thanks also to our sponsors, Solaray Energy. And do check out our other podcasts, the uh, Energy Insiders and Solar Insiders, and also the Great Solar Business Podcast. And uh, we'll be back again sometime soon. Bye for now. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by Solaray Energy. Solaray Energy has been designing and installing solar and storage solutions for electric vehicle owners since EVs first arrived in Australia. There's a smarter way to run your EV from Solaray. Visit solaray.com.au forward slash the driven.